Welcome, children, to the Silver Scream Fiends podcast. Prepare yourself for some killer kino, some spooky cinema, and plenty of tales of terror. Relax, grab a drink, make yourself at home, and listen to another evil episode. And hopefully, you'll make it out alive. <laughs> Welcome back to the Silver Screen Fiends podcast. I'm your host, Sam. And I'm Blake. And you have entered our favorite season of the year. Do you, can you <laughs> tell them what season that is, Blake? You've entered the spook zone. Oh, the spook Oh, no, the coming after us. Anyway, um, <laughs> so we are excited that this is, once again, the season of spooks. And uh, holy shit. It kind of just feels like yesterday. I bought this reanimator shirt for nice. a movie I hate. True. Actually, that we never talk about. Things. Yeah, that we never talk about. It has no yep. merits. <laughs> this month we're the spooky scream fiends. Mm. <laughs> spooky scream fiends. I like it. Sl- or s- slither scream <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of something. It's a work in progress. We're, fi- we're figuring it out. But anyway, yeah. um, we're excited to kick this off with our first episode in our monthly block, which is going to be entirely dedicated to trick or treat. Um, no, not the activity, silly goose, the movie. But before we get into that, Blake, even though I know you hate movies, have you decided to torture yourself and watch one recently? Let's see. What have I watched? Re- I feel like I've just been rewatching a lot lately. I haven't watched anything new in a while. Um, I watched R- Rocky Four. I haven't. I honestly, for for mid September, I haven't watched like any horror movies yet, which is very unlike me. <laughs> yeah. So I got to get on that. I watched Freaky. That's the most recent horror movie I watched, but I had already seen that. <laughs> I was a pleasantly surprised. And I think we talked about it. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah, I think we I think we talked about it last year. Yeah, I'm not yeah, linking that's it. Much okay, it. I haven't watched. We, Jack given our shit. opinion, you can look us up anywhere. <laughs> you, I've I haven't changed my opinion one iota. <laughs> Remember that Tarantino interview where he's uh he's getting grilled about <laughs> what was it Django or Pulp Fiction? Is like I haven't changed my views one I iota. No clue. You, look back at any of my interviews. I'm like, all right, dude, relax. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i haven't really watched fucking jack shit either i especially uh with the season we're in totally not pre-recorded or anything um <laughs> i i'm surprised but uh yeah i gotta get on it now i i usually make like a list every year that i try to stick to i got i gotta do that i've just like fallen behind yeah me too me too friend me freaking too but I see you binged all the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I do that pretty often. <laughs> yeah, I, I have to, you know, contrary to popular belief, I still have not seen all the extended editions. Mm, you gotta, I you gotta, gotta, you gotta just block out thirty six hours to watch all of them. <laughs> I know, seriously, I know they're long, but like, I wonder what the actual like total runtime is. I. Th- I don't think any of them is under three and a half hours. I think Return of the King Extended might be like four and a half hours. Four and a half. They're very long. Holy fucking shit. Let's see. 
The extended edition Lord of the Rings trilogy is about 11 hours and 22 minutes. Hell yeah. That's honestly, I'd be down to just block out a whole fucking day to do that. Yeah, it's worth it. It's worth That's, it. The extended editions are great. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, yeah, we're not here to talk about that. We're going we're to talk <laughs> about this, this little this little known film called Trick or Treat, which is a movie that um, I instantly fell in love with. And uh, given the subject matter and the theming and even some of the cast and crew, I should have seen way earlier than I did. But I only first watched it, like, I think two years ago. Yeah. Um, or something like that two or three years ago. But it instantly became a Halloween tradition for me. You know, I, I didn't think. I always heard good things about it. But I had no fucking idea I was going to love it. Because sometimes, like, anthology uh, films are hit or miss for me. I mean, I would say most of them I like. But um, this one, for some reason, kind of just sticks out way more. And I don't yeah. really know why, but we're going to get to the bottom of that. Yeah, I would say, honestly, most anthology movies are just like inherently hit or miss because there's always going to be one segment that's better than another. Yeah. But trick or treats, one of the few ones that like the whole thing is, is all pretty equally good. Like I have my favorite segments, but I like all of them. Whereas like, um, like the VHS movies, which obviously are a little bit different because they are different directors for each segment and trick or treats not, but mm -hmm. those movies are like super hit or miss. So yeah. trick or treats much more like consistent for an anthology horror movie. And what I really appreciate about trick or treat is that in most anthologies, um, they will just kind of give you this, give you each separate story brick by brick. But this one like intertwines them all. And uh, I think that was a brilliant directorial choice. Yeah, yeah, it almost doesn't even feel like an anthology movie. Yeah, it it really it really does not, and I think um, as much as I hate movies, not this one. Um, but yeah, this, this one's okay. This one, this one's okay. But yeah, I got I got my I got my pumpkin head brew for for the occasion. Oh shit! I should have grabbed a beer. I didn't even think of it. But but fear not, we're not we're not gonna talk we're not gonna talk about Pumpkinhead the movie. No no no, no. which is on, <laughs> which is in a poster right behind me actually. Um, there he is. But, but we we will be talking about something related, you know, um, which is uh, this brilliant movie. So yeah, it came out in two thousand seven. Uh, fine year for cinema. Yeah, you say no theatrical release, which is crazy to me. I didn't know that. Same year as Norbit. Yeah, I didn't know Ooh. that until very <laughs> recently because i got an advertisement on facebook or one of those sites and it was like for the first time it's theatrical debut i was like what this yeah. was never in theaters <laughs> yeah i mean i i saw this movie probably it must have been in 2007 because i remember buying the dvd but i don't think i ever realized that it never came out in theaters and I, I specifically remember this movie. Do you remember the video store that used to be in the mall? It was called like Saturday Night Matinee or something. And it was like a mom and pop video store yep. that always had really good horror movies on DVD. And this was one of the movies I specifically remember I bought there. This and Killer Clowns. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I do remember that store, actually. I remember the logo. Great store. Oh. Yeah. 
R.I.P. Been R. gone R. a long time. R.I.P. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I I think that um, with this one, uh, we have Michael Doherty directing, which uh, if you don't know him, also did Norbit. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Krampus. He did, he did. He's actually done a bunch of shit. He's done like mm-hmm. the Godzilla movies. Um, yeah, he did King of the Monsters. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Krampus. I think very much uh, feels like a spiritual sequel to Trick or Treat, like a Christmas version. It's not an anthology, but like since it's also the same director, it's very much the same like vibe. Can I admit something that's going to piss you off? <laughs> Have you not seen Krampus or did you not like Krampus? I still haven't seen it. I don't know what's wrong with me. I (laughs) I think I might have talked about it last year, but I they released like an extended cut last year. And if you're thinking about buying the extended cut and you're not sure if you already own the regular cut, the extended cut is not worth buying. (laughs) For Krampus, I mean, not trick or treat. But um yeah, I don't. I watched it and I don't even know what they added. I couldn't even tell what like was additional footage or whatever. But either way, I do love Krampus. So we should we should watch it around um, Christmas this year. I I definitely yeah, it'd be a nice like transition. It's a yeah, it's a good like November first movie, like yeah. right after Halloween season. Yeah, get you out of it a little bit, but still. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but speaking speaking of dope releases, I actually I love the trick or treat blu-ray that got released i'll put a picture up um <laughs> perfect for our audio listeners uh <laughs> I'll, I'll, it, it comes with a really cool poster too of it's like all blown up as got sam on it and uh not me not me the little kid with the fucking <laughs> it's, got, it's got you he's got it's the got jagged you, you know with the jagged lolly no but the artwork is so dope for the cover of this and it, it's just a shame that it's Shout factory because they really piss me off sometimes. <laughs> um, no, nah, they're they're okay. Scream factory, my if, to get specific. But anyway, I, I guess at some point we'll talk about the movie. Um, so Michael nah. Dorothy directed, and uh, we got we got a few stars, but but most notably Brian Cox, who is mm-hmm. uh, and he's who, great in this movie. He is phenomenal in this. This is actually one of my favorite performances by him. Like uh, unironically, Which... between this and super troopers like are two of my favorite roles of his but you know it's really funny one of the trivia i read is apparently they based his character in this on john carpenter really yeah which once you know that and like rewatch it you're like he is kind of like john carpenter (laughs) because john carpenter is notoriously like grumpy not like he's not like a dick or anything but he's just like notoriously a grumpy old man so i think it's kind of like a tongue-in-cheek like parody of john carpenter is that character man relatable (laughs) but it's uh (laughs) but yeah so like the no doubt anyone who's heard of this movie knows that iconic little kid with the burlap sack and the jagged lolly his name is sam which i love and uh he kind (laughs) of is one of the pieces that ties together the entire anthology I mean, there's like a couple. Yeah, his, that are his character is supposed to be like the spirit of Halloween or like the like the essence of Halloween, pretty much. Yeah. And that and that kind of kicks off in the opening where you have this. Um, I don't know, either boyfriend or girlfriend or husband and wife, and they're just uh, coming home after a nice celebration. And um, the guy is uh, 
uh, very superstitious. So the um, the girl blows out the jack-o'-lantern before midnight, and he's like, oh, what have you done? And then he's like, oh, no, but I'm still horny, and then goes upstairs and waits <laughs> for her, and then she gets absolutely fucking murked by Sam. But you don't know it's Sam. It's, it's Yeah, not uh, yet. Not yet, but... They do the Halloween first-person thing. Yeah, the, yeah. I was just going to say, the, the opening of this movie is, like, very Halloween-esque. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, yeah. And then I and do then, be hate when my horniness outweighs my belief in pagan traditions. That <laughs> do be happening. It, it do be happening more than you think. <laughs> and then he comes outside and then realizes that she has been um, fucking massacred. Um, and that's when we kick everything off. Uh, I don't remember like scene for scene where each story intertwines so i'm just so we'll just go through each like sub story yeah um because that's just fucking easier but um we start off pretty strong we we have this kid charlie who was uh thurman merman in the um bad santa movies which uh again another another great addition to that cast yeah <laughs> um and he's uh caught stealing candy and this uh, school principal invites him in. He gives him a bunch of shit. And uh, all of a sudden, Charlie's not feeling so good. And he quite literally excavates his entire soul onto <laughs> <to> the <laughs> pavement. Um, he he drugged him with something. I, I don't know exactly what he gives him, but it's like some poisonous shit. Yeah, generic movie poison. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just like this... And this is it's an amalgamation of like chocolate and blood on the ground. So it actually creates this cool coloration when he's puking it out. Um disgusting scene. But uh <laughs> Charlie Charlie then dies. No shock. And then um he's and in an instance of pure comedy in my opinion, the principal's trying to bury him in the backyard and his son uh, peeks out through the window. And he's like, Daddy, what are you doing? Oh, like, yeah, oh. that scene is so funny. And he's, I forget exactly what he says, but then he's, then he says something like, go watch Charlie Brown. He's like, I don't want to watch Charlie Brown. He's an ass. <laughs> and, um, and that scene, like, that to me is, like, perfect placement of comedy. Because here you have, like, a, a, you know, a relatively serious horror movie. It, there's obviously comedic elements to it. But but the way it's like painting the picture so early on, it's like it, it kind of loosens you up a little bit. Yeah, I would say like this that. movie. Yeah, this movie is such a good Halloween movie, I think, because it kind of like perfectly embodies the like blend of horror and comedy that is kind of like inherent in the holiday of Halloween. If yeah. that makes any sense. Like it's not super, super dark and it's not super, super funny, but it, it's just like a good combination. Yeah, I, and I think a lot of the comedic element comes from the irony of all the situations in in this movie because we have we have the son peeking out the window to see what his dad is doing, and he's like burying a fucking kid he just killed, and then <laughs> we have other instances like we'll get to this, but like the the girl when the parade's going on, there's like a big parade march, and she's slowly getting. <laughs> fucking bitten to death by this dude yeah like a vampire but no one can hear her because there's just like this comically loud parade and there's so many instances instances of like situational irony um yeah that i love uh and one yeah. thing i i also like a lot is you can if you like 
especially on rewatches, pretty much every segment you can you get like glimpses of the other segments like in the background or something like the characters will overlap or like you'll see somebody like walk by or something that you then later realize like oh that's from this segment happening at the same time which is pretty cool cool like continuity Mm -hmm. yeah and and there's like a lot of uh, uh yeah there's definitely a ton of those intersecting moments like i'm pretty sure um krieg who's who's played by ryan cox in this he uh like as the um as one of the principal's victims is, is discovered to be alive and he's beating him with a shovel. You can hear Krieg screaming from his house. So right. it's like, oh, okay, there's an attack going on at the same time, and and that's that's really interesting the way they do that. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, but yeah, so that one that I I I think the the principal one is a good way to start it out. It kind of breaks the ice. It's it's nothing too serious, but it's got like just just enough gore, just enough fantasy to it. That kind of it, it it starts to rope you into the movie, um, <clears throat> and then one of the biggest stories, oh, excuse me, <clears throat> is the Halloween school bus massacre, which is like yeah, one this of the this one's my favorite. Yeah, of the whole thing. Um, yeah, th- this one is cool because uh, well, I'll get to it. Um, there's there's a group of teenagers trick or treating, and they um, meet this girl Rhonda who who just you know it, it traditionally portrayed as kind of like stereotypical outcast girl like oh no one's like really with her and whatever and she's dressed like a witch oh she must be a loser and then they decide that um, they're gonna visit this quarry that uh, that they start to unravel this urban legend in. Um, and there was, now I forget exactly what happens, but I think, um, isn't it just that, uh, that bus driver who will, will reveal soon, um, what, do you remember exactly what happened? Like he was driving them and then someone was on the bus. Yeah. It's basically the, it, he's like drives the school bus that's full of like the kids with disabilities and it's like it's a very it's extremely dark story but it's like they the children's like parents basically pay him to like kill their kids so like they don't have to deal with that right that's why i blocked it out in my brain yeah it's dark as fuck (laughs) yeah um but i i but i do remember that uh before all of them can die one escapes Um, yeah yeah who, who is a character but um anyway so there's um there the, so back at the quarry they're um they're kind of going back and forth and, and they decide that they're going to take this like service elevator uh and go in like little groups um and see uh, if there's anything scary down there because of the Yeah land. and they're supposed to like leave jack-o-lanterns out as like it's like another one of the like um like traditions or whatever that they're supposed to like uphold so that nothing bad happens. Right. Yeah. So, I think it's one for each of the kids. Yeah. And, and Jack O'Lanterns are, are basically a theme of like every one of the stories basically. Yeah. Um, so, so then we have, uh, so Rhonda doesn't know what's uh, about to really happen, which is she, she ends up getting pranked. Um, her and like one of the guys are together, and and uh, a bunch of these creepy figures start chasing her, and then she um 
as she's crying, crying, just completely emotionally distraught. It, it's revealed that it was a prank, and it was the rest of the group. Um, and and it's and I love movies with like pranks gone wrong, and this is like a perfect example, um, because Rhonda, uh, I I think someone kicks the jack o' lantern at like while Rhonda's like really upset. Um, I don't know yeah. if it's her or one of the other kids. Um, and then, like, <laughs> as uh, as she's about to leave, they start screaming in terror. And it's like, no, fuck you. It's another prank. And turns out when that happens, the, the, the dead children start rising. And, uh, and they all meet a very wonderfully gruesome fate. Yeah. Um, and and I love that. Like I love the whole heartless prank thing. It's it, there's yeah. a lot of movies that uh it, it always gets my attention. It's like a very weird subgenre I'm fascinated with. Mm-hmm. So I really and appreciated this. Yeah, story it's funny because I was thinking how this this story also hits like a niche subgenre that I like too, which is the like urban legend kind of thing. I love that because I feel like I was very into urban legends when I was younger. Like people would always talk about stuff and like this is the kind of story that like it, it's a very well written in that it sounds like a real urban legend you would hear like growing up yeah no that that that's a good point actually it it does it it sounds like a pretty convincing legend um very yeah who very knows maybe it's something story. maybe it's like yeah. yeah maybe it's like rooted in something that like the director like heard about when he was younger or something could be yeah um either way fucked up and i love it <laughs> yeah um and then the the next story uh god it's been so many years since i've seen this uh involves a group of girls um for most of the movie we've dealt in varying age groups and i think that's also interesting too cuz like in the first one it's charlie who's a young kid then in the in the bus one it's it's like younger teens and then now we're up to like, you know, not adults, but like you know, they're I think young they're like adults. Their, yeah, yeah. Like I assume I like eighteen. 19, yeah, I assume 20, they're supposed to be yeah, something. like high school seniors probably. Yeah, so it's interesting, like the age progression. I don't know if that was intentional, but um, yeah. So uh, they all get together and they and they throw this uh, surprise party, and the girls are scouting out guys. Um, but uh. Laurie, who I guess it must be a nod to to Laurie Strode. I mean, I don't. Yeah, know. Yeah, that, that's what the trivia said. Yeah, okay, Th- that makes sense because like Laurie, a Halloween movie. It's, it's yeah, it's similar. There's so much John Carpenter references, which also in the school bus. Um, there's a very brief shot of Christine in that segment too. I did not fucking know that. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of John Carpenter stuff in this movie. Well, I'm excited to rewatch this because I, I I watch this every Halloween now, so I'm gonna have to look out for that. Yeah, yeah. In that segment, they show it pretty quick, but they do show Christine. Fuck yeah. <laughs> um. So then, uh, there's um that attack that I was referring to earlier, um, and there's um I think also another attack at, but she manages to kick his ass and bring him to the party, which is taking place in like open woods, Mm -hmm. bonfire and whatnot. And then 
uh, a really fucking cool thing happens. And it kind of, it's another, I guess another moment in movie history I could almost relate it to is like from Dust Till Dawn when they're at the bar and then all of a sudden everyone gets revealed to be like, fucking. Yeah, that's a really good comparison. Um, So now, so now you find out Lori's friends are actually uh, werewolves and they, and they start like just shedding. Yeah. Great transformation scene. Yes. Yes. Um, Honestly. Uh, probably up there with an American werewolf uh, in London yeah. for me. Um, yeah, g- fantastic, fantastic effects in general in this movie. Um, but this scene is so cool to me. I, I think because <clears throat> when the transformation's happening, there's there's like that sense of hopelessness, and, and that to me kind of entices more of that creepy factor, knowing like, oh no. He's just there. This all this is about to fucking really go down, and especially when you have like a mm-hmm. group of them. It's not just one of them. It's, <laughs> um, but really, really cool. And, and they all kind of start devouring their own dates that they brought to the party. Um, really fucking cool. And I think uh, Lori. Does Lori transform? I think she does. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's supposed to be like it's her first transformation, so that's why it's like special. Yeah, yeah. Um oh, and and one thing to mention is at, at the end of all these preceding stories, y- you can see Sam like somewhere in the background witnessing it. Um which I think Yeah, he's really kind of like the observer. Yeah. But speaking of Sam, we we get to my favorite part, uh, which is Krieg, the the curmudgeon, (laughs) (laughs) the Halloween hating grump man. Um, And he starts off uh, typical, almost grinchy, right? Because he's just uh, scaring kids off and wants nothing to do with the holiday. So grinchy, very grinchy to me. Um, But Krieg starts to get the the brunt of the of the tricks part of the trick and treating and um he gets uh i believe he gets egged and mm-hmm. um, and basically all this shit's going on and then there's uh then there's a showdown between Craig and Sam which which is my favorite part of the movie yeah yeah uh, it's awesome it, it's it, it's one it's it's so wonderfully choreographed because there's very few movies that you could have a character as small as Sam fight someone as like average size as Krieg without it seeming silly, unless you're one of the Chucky films. Yeah, well, you know what? I, I feel like it's very similar to, and I am pretty sure that um, Sam cutting his like ankle is a nod to, is the end of Pet Cemetery. Mm. I'm pretty yeah. sure that's why he cuts his ankle like that. I would be surprised if that wasn't a reference to Pet Cemetery. Yeah, um and uh and he he actually gets unmasked and you can see that he kind of has like that weird scully mm-hmm. jack Yeah, cool like pumpkin vibe yeah. thing. Yeah. It's pumpkin pumpkin head. I'll I'll drink to that, you know. Mm. <laughs> but then um Craig Decides to be a complete fucking badass and whip out his boomstick and start shooting <laughs> at him, and you could just see like p- 
Hopkins season shit like coming out of Yeah, it's it's awesome the how they do the gore. Yeah, yeah they it, do the gore with like pumpkin like guts. Yeah, and again it's like it's it's like it's like it has that element of comedy, but it, it's keeping it real in the realm of what's going on. So that's detail like that seems insignificant, but means a lot to me. You know, that's like that's fun. They didn't have to do that, but they did that. Um, <laughs> and then uh, obviously Sam is proving very difficult to kill because he is not of this mortal coil. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, and there's a part where like he has Krieg cornered, but he doesn't quite kill him. He just impales this candy bar into his lap, um, which like signifies the tradition of handing out candy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which which again is very interesting. Like there's there's a lot of like small intelligent details in the movie that like ties it together. Yeah. Um. But 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 Krieg um does survive the attack and you actually find out uh that he he was the driver from that school bus massacre yeah and he was he was burning the photos which is interesting too yeah so you can tell like because he lives by his lonesome he's a curmudgeon but once you find out he's the driver it makes sense it's like yeah because the the school bus massacre took place on halloween so that's why he hates halloween so much Right. It's like, okay, that's, <laughs> I totally get it now, dude. Like, you have a reason <laughs> to not <laughs> like this day. Um, but yeah, uh, Krieg decides to begin to embrace Halloween again. And he's giving out candy. And he's looking out at the street and all the rest of the traditions going on. And, uh, like, some of, some of the other characters, like, come into frame and you could see, like, what's going on with them. I don't remember exactly what happens. Um, and, and I'm not sure there, I forget what the very final scene is, but I remember it being, well, I know it, it shows that now we're back at like the beginning of the movie. Cause it shows the like intro sequence where the couple is coming home is across the street happening at the oh, okay. happening right after this. So it's like the, the movie kind of like loops back around to the beginning pretty much. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, yeah, the last scene is, is he opens the door for trick or treaters and it's the zombie kids from the school bus. That's right. Okay. Yeah. That's it. It was fucking killing me. Cause I'm like, I, I, I was like, I remember this, but I don't like, yeah, that's, that was a really cool ending. It ties yeah. it all together. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I really am interested to know, because they announced the sequel a long time ago yeah like um, years ago but I, I read something that it has to do with this was this movie is made by legendary and I think there was some kind of like change in like the higher-ups there right after they like confirmed that sequel and so it kind of got like shelved I guess oh uh, okay so it's just not gonna happen I don't know I don't know it seems like it's kind of like in development hell right now. Yeah, because I haven't heard anything since that announcement. Yeah, they announced the sequel almost ten years ago, so yeah, I don't know at this point. I would. I the thing is, like, um, I feel like the movie is more popular now than it's ever been, which is why it's getting a theatrical run finally. Oh yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if 
that like conversation starts to happen again about a sequel. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think you're absolutely right. Like this, obviously like it was kind of considered an underground gem when it released, but now it's like everyone loves it. It's, it's become, yeah. And I, I class. honestly, I credit a huge portion of that to Halloween horror nights at, at universal. Cause they did a trick or treat scare zone in 2017 that was like one of the most popular scare zones they've done in like the history of the event. And then they did a house the next year. Um, Cause like universal, they do like haunted houses every year for Halloween. And right. they do like these areas of the park that's known as like scare zones, which is like, you kind of just walk through it and like, it's all themed and like people jump out at you and stuff. So they've done both of them for trick or treat in 2017 and 2018. And I feel like since they did that, I've seen, sam everywhere like now spirit halloween has a hundred items with him like they kind of went crazy with the licensing and i think people like that had never heard of this movie watched it and realized how good it was and now it's like probably more popular than ever yeah it's 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 almost like weirdly enough become quintessential halloween viewing because it's like yeah you think of popular horror movies to watch around halloween it's like okay halloween yeah <laughs> and then and then like people have personal favorites they watch but there's not many like you know other than some of the kitschy ones there's not like big players when it comes to people who embrace a unanimous tradition when watching yeah. something and trick-or-treat has become that which is really yeah cool. it's 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 kind of like the new like hocus pocus yeah yeah exactly it's it's become like a mainstay so, yeah. Um. I definitely. I would say most movies don't necessarily need a sequel, but I would like to see what they could do with a second. Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. I mean, an anthology movie is an easy sequel to make. So it's like, whereas like, yeah, some movies feel like, why are they making a sequel to this? Like, how is there more story to tell? Like, this movie is kind of endless. Like, all you have, you could think of tons of different Halloween stories and just like time together with the Sam character and you can make it a whole series if they really wanted to, which would be awesome. Yeah. I, I think it could definitely work. <clears throat> so interestingly enough, I decide to check on some trivia and apparently <laughs> there were 18 drafts of the script, Damn. <laughs> but, but one of the biggest themes um, would be like a different stage of someone's experience with, Halloween like that was like the most um uh common occurrence in them but 18 wow 18 drafts holy <laughs> shit that's fucking I know there was an animated short film too but like that was the before um they had made this there was like an animated short film that featured Sam yes and then they was... obviously expanded it into the full movie yes it is called Seasons Greetings yeah I have I, not I, seen I've it never seen yeah I I want to say it's on the blu-ray or something but i have not watched it that'd be cool yeah probably scream factory hopefully with all the <laughs> shipping shit they give me <laughs> imagine this they movie... named the movie this uh season's greetings too how bad that would, would that be season's yeah yeah <laughs> Season's Greeting is not a good name because it sounds like it's a Christmas movie. It does. Like yeah. I get, I get that it's supposed to be like a play on that, but that is not a good name. <laughs> but yeah. um, mm -hmm. 
this movie also has a pretty crazy cast when you look at it. Like, there's a lot of recognizable people in this movie. Yeah. Because you have Anna Paquin, who I think this must have been like a little bit before. Or no, because this was after X-Men. So she was a pretty big actress at the time. I'm surprised that uh, she was in this. Well, it's it's. I mean, it could just be the relationship with uh, the director. Yeah, you know, maybe. That could be it. Um, but yeah, uh, interestingly enough, I just read that the quarry was originally supposed to be a pumpkin patch. And I don't know if I would have liked that. I think that would have been too expected. Yeah, I think the quarry's cooler because I, I like that they're like like waterlogged corpses i think it's it's yeah. a little bit more interesting yeah we pumpkin patch is almost like two on the nose two on the nose and you also wouldn't have had the service elevator because how would you yeah. have that in a fucking pumpkin patch yeah um yeah uh oh my god some of these are very there's a lot of fun facts for this movie the editing of the film was described as a brutal process and hell <laughs> i can, honestly that does yeah. not surprise me like no, i said the continuity the continuity is pretty spot on, which I would imagine is editing hell. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but they nailed it. I mean, they did a good job. Yeah, especially with an anthology. Like, you really yeah. have to, if you're intertwining it, you got to know what the fuck you're doing. Um, yeah. Yeah. I wonder uh, if he has any upcoming projects, the director. Oh, Doherty. Because now he's done a few. He did the Godzilla movie. But I don't know if he's done it, if he's directed anything since then. Let me look. I wonder if he's signed on. Is he signed on for like the new one coming out or no? Let's see. Yeah, right. As of right now on his IMDb, the last thing he directed was King of the Monsters. And the next thing on it is Trick or Treat 2, which just says that it was announced. There's no year or anything. So who knows? He did a lot of writing, though. Like he wrote um, Godzilla versus Kong. And it looks like he's working on that new Hellraiser TV series, too. Oh, that's cool. Hopefully but that also cool. is like doesn't have like a release date or anything. So who knows? Maybe they're working on Trick or Treat, too, secretly. It, it honestly could be. I, I wouldn't be that surprised. I hope so. Like I said, it's like it's more popular than ever right now. Like now is the time to to make this movie. I am actively messaging him on Instagram. <laughs> and saying, Listen, you piece of shit. We want trick or treat too. Listen. <laughs> I me want more movie. <laughs> Smiley face. Yeah, but yeah, trick or treat I think uh should be staple Halloween viewing for anyone. Like it's, Yeah. It is almost like, obviously, I I won't say it's a perfect movie, but it's. I don't really think there's a lot of movies that come to this caliber. Yeah, and I don't think there's a lot that really, like, capture the spirit of Halloween, at least, like, what, like, clicks with me, at least. This movie just, like, nails it. It nails, like, the feeling. It nails the whole, like, atmosphere of Halloween in a way that a lot of Halloween movies try to and don't necessarily succeed. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's a perfect point. Um, capturing the spirit of a movie around that holiday is is very fundamentally important, and uh, <laughs> it hit it definitely hits all the nails on the yeah. head. 
I'm upset because I, I think I'm going to be actually at Halloween Horror Nights when they do the theatrical release. So I don't think I'm going to be able to see it, but I will definitely be watching it at home this year. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I want a man. I wonder what the box office will look like for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That'll be interesting. I do want to see unrelated, but they're doing a poltergeist 40th anniversary uh, around Halloween this year in theaters, which I've never seen that on a big screen. So I definitely am going to go to that. Is that a fathom event? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think trick or treat is only showing at regal theaters, not AMC, which I don't even know where there is one around here, but yeah. So if you do want to go see it, it, (laughs) yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. Yeah, that that would be fun. That, this this is the type of movie would that would be great for with an audience for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I wonder why it didn't have a theatrical run. Maybe like money. I don't know. I don't know. It it seems like it was just kind of like they didn't have a lot of like faith in it because I guess I I'm trying to think of what other movies were like horror movies were coming out in 2007 that like. It must have not been a very good year for horror movies. Well, you know what they probably figured? Oh, my God. No movie can stack up against Norbit. Well, you know you know what actually came out that year? The Rob Zombie Halloween. Maybe that's why. Oh, Because that would have probably been in theaters at the right. same time. Yeah. And maybe they felt like they just couldn't compete and, like, didn't have enough money to, like, push out a theatrical release against that. So that would that would make sense to me. Yeah, I could I could see that. Yeah, that's that's nothing new to the industry. Uh, yeah, but either way, trick or treat, hundred percent recommend. Even yeah, I'm definitely going to be watching it multiple times this year. Yeah, hell yeah. Well, I think we pretty much covered the full gamut. Unless there's anything else you wanted to touch on. No, I think that's it. Yeah, well, we hope you enjoyed this little one-off and an excellent beginning into our season of Spoopy. But uh, <laughs> this has been Sam. This is Blake on S- Slither Scream Fiends. <laughs> and make sure to unsubscribe and not listen. And slither us. around a lot. <laughs> and maybe come watch a movie with us in our Discord. But Yeah. We'll have details of that posted. But anyway, all right. Have a good one. And don't get spooked. (laughs) Trick or treat. I'm just just kidding. You won't won't get scared. (laughs) Boo. (laughs) I almost almost got you. Somebody listening to this in their car just crashed their car. Oh, no. (laughs) Just kidding. Nobody listens to this. Yeah. (laughs) 